And my needs and wants told me that I needed and wanted to make this Christmas quilt. <laughs> I'm Amanda, and this is Not Your Granny's Quilt Show. Hi! Welcome to today's episode. How is everybody? I hope you're well. Um, this week has been really busy for me, this last week. Um, but you know, everything's good. All good. All good in the hood, as some would say. Anywho, hello. I'm here today to chat because I had an experience this week that I just thought, you know, maybe my listeners would want to commiserate with me about it. And here we are. So I hope you're ready for this. <laughs> um, so I've been ogling, um, ogling. Yeah. The new art gallery Christmas line, Christmas in the city. And it's been out for a while. So I've been pining away, pining away, wanting it, being like, I'm going to just buy it. And then being like, no, I will wait. Or I don't know. I was just trying to wait to see if I could find like a pattern that would inspire me. And so then I would buy it for that specific pattern. I was trying to be more like conscious about my purchase if I was going to buy that fabric, but nothing was really speaking to me for it. Like nothing made me go, oh my gosh, that that pattern or that fabric would be perfect on that pattern. So I just said, fuck it. We're going for it. Like, so I was at the quilt shop and I just said, I'm going to buy it. I don't care anymore. I'm done waiting, done putting it off. And so I was just like looking at the options, looking at what they had and what I could buy. And, um, so I had, I got a layer cake um, which if you don't know, I mean, okay. M Moda coined the term layer cake, but really it's referring to a 10 inch stack of squares. So, um, usually they include every fabric from the line of fabrics and multiple pieces of each fabric. Um, sometimes there'll be three of one and two of the others and, or, you know, some, I, it just kind of depends. But anyway, it's 42 squares, um, 10 inches and it's all of, typically they're all of the same line of fabric. So this one, art gallery, um, Christmas in the city has all the prints, which I want because I love every single print. They're so cute. Um, and then the yardage that was available, I was like, well, thinking about my, my choices, I was looking at different patterns, like, oh, I could do this one. I could do this one. And really, I just got frustrated with like trying to force myself to pick a pattern when I was like, you know what? I know how to build a quilt. I know the basics. Like I don't have to get fancy with it. I can just make something that will showcase the fabrics and will be pretty ultimately because, you know, if I like it, that's all that matters. So I decided I would use four of the fabrics of the yardage, um, the red background with the little snowmen on it, the um, pink background with the ginger cookies, the um, cream background with the gold stars, and 
what's the other one? Hmm. Anyway, um, so those are going to be my sashings and I decided instead of cutting up my 10 inch squares, I'm going to just, uh, use those fabrics, the yardage to cut strips like skinny strips and I will just frame every square and, um, just sew those together that way. I thought about doing like proper sashing as far as like, you know, just putting strips in between each square, you know, so that I would cut the strips at 10 inches to match the height of the square. It's a square, so it's the same on all sides, but you get what I'm saying. Like if it was a rectangle, whatever height, if I was doing height or width, I would cut the strip to match that to build my rows. And then I would cut long strips, potentially having to sew some together to make it long enough and then attach the rows through this with the sashing that way. And if that's confusing to you, I'm so sorry, but if you've done sashing before, hopefully this makes sense to you. So I said, I'm not doing traditional sashing. I'm not doing traditional sashing. I'm going to just frame out every square with skinny strips and mix and match them and rearrange them until I like them. I might, um, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what happens there, but I'm definitely decided I'm going to do that. Um, then I will build my rows that way and I will sew them all together. And then there is one print in the line that is like a garland. Um, and it's like a orangey red and it's got hot pink in it and it is so cute. And so it looks like a garland with like candles in it. And so I bought enough of that to fussy cut the rows of garland as my border. So it's not going to be a huge border, maybe like I think we decided at the shop it was about, I'd get like four and a half inches. Um, so it'll be a four inch border all over, but I think that's fine because I'm adding a lot. Um, I'll probably cut my strips at one and a half inches for the, you know, the non-sashing sashing and, um, just do it that way. And then I got the the light pink background with the gold stars on it as my bind or yeah, binding, which I think will be cute. And then I just have to decide on a backing. I'm definitely going to do minky, but I'm trying to figure out if I'm going to go traditional and do like a, you know, a dark green or, um, a little less traditional and do like a light blue. Cause there's a lot of like kind of light denim blue in the prints. So that might be kind of fun on the back with the pink binding. But then I also thought, why shouldn't I do hot pink? Because there's so much hot pink in this line that that might also be fun. And I'm all for crazy and, you know, quilting with colored thread and um, attaching my binding by machine by using the same color thread I quilt with or sometimes a different contrasting thread. So, um, I don't know. I still have time. It's not even quite September yet, but, um, yeah. So I guess what I thought, the part I thought that would be something I'd want to talk to you guys about is just the concept of like leaning into the knowledge that you do have and building a quilt that you want and not like sticking yourself into a pattern just to make something. Um, I think 
it's easy to lean into patterns and just feel like, oh, I don't have to think about it. I just pick a pattern and I pick the fabrics and call it good. And, and that's great. There are some patterns that speak to me and I'm like, yes, I'm going to make this. I do have one, um, <clears throat> that I'm going to make. It's the Freya quilt by kitchen table quilting. Um, we had Erica Jackman, the owner of Kitchen Table Quilting, um, on the show. So go check out her episode if you haven't yet. But I bought her Freya pattern um, because I have a Tula Pink Jelly Roll of Pinkerville. And I got the Fairy Dust in the multi-color the multi -color, um, with the white background as my background fabric for that. That spoke to me. So that I'm definitely going to make that pattern. But anyway... That's just an example of when, you know, something really speaks to me and I have everything for it. I just need to make it. <clears throat> but for this Christmas fabric, I just was not, I don't know. I was going to think about making the star glow pattern and forgive me. I don't know who made it, but I will look it up and maybe put it in the show notes. But um, anyway, but Miranda is making that with um, the rifle paper Christmas line from last year. She just finished her quilt top the other day and it is freaking gorgeous. So I didn't necessarily want to like copy her. And I know she would have been totally fine with it if I had made that pattern. But also I was like, mm, I just want something more simple. Like it's a beautiful pattern and it was perfect for that line of fabric. And it does showcase the fabrics really well because they are, mm, they're stars. So you have a center square with, you know, the the star spikies, the star points, you know, coming out from that. But, um, I just didn't really want to do that because I've made so many stinking sawtooth stars and, you know, compass stars in the last, this last year that I just wanted to do something simple and basic, but also showcase the fabric in a pretty way and make it fit my personality. Cause I, am kind of obnoxious. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I mean, I don't know, maybe to some people I am, but I just really like to let who I am shine. And I feel that way with this fabric. It's, it's gorgeous. I love it. I've been eyeballing it. I couldn't wait to get my hands on it. And now that it's here, I don't want to like cut it all up and make it hard to see what's there. I want to showcase it. So I thought, well, I'm not cutting these squares. I don't have to. I mean, that's not how you don't have to do anything you don't really want to do in quilting, I guess. So anyway, I just thought that was like a valuable lesson as far as thinking through the process of how a quilt comes to be. And I know I, you know, I did that little beginner series to kind of give you guys, if you needed it, um, a jump towards you know, feeling the confidence to just start quilting. And, and I kind of went back to my old, my own words, not my old, my old words, my own words of saying like, just keep it simple. Don't overcomplicate things. If you want to get started, then just sew a bunch of squares together. It's easy. And that's a really great way to practice lining up your seams and practicing your seam allowances. And I think sometimes we forget the benefit of, of practicing those skills and continuing to work on those skills as quilters because, you know, if you start getting into tiny intricate things or you lean into paper piecing, which I still haven't done, ugh, uh, it can be easy to forget that like those basic skills are so important. So anyway, not that I was like thinking about that at the time, but 
I think I did. I kind of fell back on like, no, I can simplify this and I don't have to stress about having the perfect pattern and I don't have to stress about making sure to get, you know, certain amounts of different kinds of fabric and making sure that everything can fit in there. And so I don't know. I just thought it was a fun experience of me kind of freaking out, but then just going like, oh, I'm going to give this up to the quilting gods and say, you know what? I'm going to do what feels good. And as I was talking to the ladies at the quilt shop about it and showing them the fabrics, well, they saw the fabrics because they work there, but um, kind of just showing them where I'm placing them and what I'm going to do with them. I got really good feedback about it. And so I think that too was a little encouragement of like, yeah, this is okay. Like nobody's going to look down on me and be like, I can't believe you made a quilt that way. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. Nobody's going to look at you and be like, ew, I can't believe you sewed squares together. And if they do, don't be friends with them. Rude. I'm not here to judge quilts. Okay. I mean, no, I'm not really. I think as long as you're making what makes you happy and you're filling your soul with, you know, creating things that bring you joy, then who cares what other people think? I appreciate when people like my quilts. It, it does fill me with joy when I can share my art, my creations with other people, and they also find joy in it. But I'm not always making these for other people, especially the ones I keep. I'm making them for me because I want to look at them. <laughs> and so if someone doesn't like it, well, tough. I didn't make it for you, so I don't care. Is that a bad attitude? I don't know if it's a bad attitude. I think it's a good attitude because I think we get stuck in comparison mode and we start thinking about like, oh my gosh, all these people are making these crazy cool things and I should be. Should is a word that I don't like because it typically comes along with feelings and thoughts of like shame or um, self-doubt and I'm not here for it. I'm not here for it. So I think doing what you want to do, if it makes you happy and the end result is a quilt, then do it. Just do it. Just do it. <laughs> and you can tell people that your resident friendly quilty podcaster told you you could. I will take the brunt of that for you because I think it's important. Okay creativity and expressing that however we find, um, you know, in a healthy manner, of course, is healthy and it's good. And we, as a society, need to start making that more of a priority. Your performance and your pro quote unquote productivity is not your personality. It's not who you are as a person. So leaning into whatever creative mode gets your heart beating and gives you those feelings of satisfaction and joy, then that's what you as a person can lean into, right? But, you know, I'm just here to tell you, as a person who can sometimes get into indecision paralysis, the more I lean into my creative side and the more I lean into what I think and what makes me happy, the easier it gets to make those kind of decisions. Because I think sometimes I put pressure on myself to make 
a million different kinds of patterns and try all these different patterns. And as much as I love the idea of that, I just think sometimes that feels really confining and I feel like I'm trying to make stuff for other people to like, if that makes sense. Like, oh, if I make this pattern, then other people are going to like that. And then I can, you know, share it on social media and tag these people and da da da. And I think it just you know, you get sucked into this, that comparison game of like, oh, I need to make these quilts just like these other people are doing. And, but I think the more authentic you are with your choices and, and how you express your art and your creativity, that's what resonates with people, I think. So you can tell who the real ones are when you're out there perusing the interwebs. If you're connected to yourself and you're connected to, to who you are and your own creativity, it's really easy to spot that in other people. And I just appreciate that. Like, I love being able to go, oh, okay, that person is making what they love. And that kind of gives me permission to do that too. And so I appreciate those of you who are out there doing that. Um, and even the ones who aren't, that's okay. Like, I understand it's hard to find your own niche out there. And it's hard to lean into your own wants and desires because a lot of us don't really know what that is. We maybe grew up in a way that kept us from really asking our own selves, what do I want? What do I like? Because we were so concerned with the wants and needs of the other people around us. I'm in that boat for sure. It's taken a long time for me to practice asking myself, what do I really want? What do I care about? And it's still a hard practice sometimes. It's it's hard to remember that I get to do that as a an independent person who's alive and breathing, I get to put my needs and wants as a priority. And my needs and wants told me that I needed and wanted to make this Christmas quilt. <laughs> and if your needs and wants tell you that you need to make a quilt too, then I am here to be your supporter. I'll be your cheerleader. I will answer any questions you have. I will give you my opinion on what you might want. Well, don't ask me too much because then you won't be being true to yourself because if I give you my opinion, it might not match your opinion. But if you need help, I'm here. I'm here to help you because I believe in you. I believe in your skills. I believe in your creativity. And I believe in the magic of quilting and creating and... I love seeing what other people create. So don't be afraid to just get out there and get sloppy and make something that's non-traditional or that's simple and basic. And, and if that brings you joy, then do that. Don't get caught up in the, oh, what if my friends don't like it? Or what if I, you know, I don't like it. I mean, there's always that risk, right? With anything, even if you made a pattern, you might not like it. And instead of fretting about that, I think just go with your gut. My gut told me I could just keep it simple. My gut told me I wasn't going to necessarily find a pattern in the time frame I had. And I didn't want to just choose hastily and be like, "Ugh, I wish I wouldn't have chosen that pattern. Right. And maybe before I start making the quilt, I might find something that speaks to me in that time. And then if I need to buy more fabric, I will. But also like, I think I have plenty to do what I want to do. And if I get started, then, you know, I'll see my vision come to life. And that's exciting too. I think I'm ready to make it. I just need to find some time. <laughs> Ugh. 
but I will and it'll be great and I can't wait to show you guys and put it up here on the interweb for you. And that's all I really had for you today. I just wanted to share that experience with you and, and remind you to lean into your creative energy and do what makes you happy. And you always will have a supporter in me for doing that. All right. Well, I love you guys so much. Thanks for joining me again this week. It's a beautiful thing to know that you're out there listening and sharing in your quilting experiences with me. I know I couldn't quilt without my community around me. So thanks for being here. Thanks for being part of my community. And I'm so happy to be a part of yours. And I will see you guys next time. Love you. Bye.